the liquor room. See, there's a whole lot of thoughts when I step up in the stew and approach this mic. It really sounds different when you're lying. Yes, people, we're back. Football from the bleachers. We're back, we're back, we're back. Another game week. Another sorry sight for United fans. But again, it's a good week for the Arsenals. It's a good week for the Arsenals. And it's a very good week for the City fans. So, you know, it's only right that we talk about the two big games that was, were aired on TV this week. Um, there was a few bigger games, Brentford-Liverpool. But again, we'll, we're talking about two this week. Um, but before we get into the games, let's bring in our host as usual. Shaq, you there, my friend? Yeah, I'm there. Normal. Live inside. Live, bro. You sound a bit down, bro. Doctor Uma in the flesh, you know. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're scummy, man. Just get out. Go on, get out. Go on. Let's hear it. No, Let's just, hear it. Uh, no, no, just you know, you know, it's a good weekend, isn't it? Just enjoyed my time. Uh-huh. Finally scored more than one goal. I can't. I thought I had to put you know, um, under one point five for you, man. The way you lot was going on. <laughs> you can worry about yourself and obviously the man them had four minute voice notes in the group chat this weekend. But no, it's like airing out a dirty laundry. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm we'll saying he has no morals, man. He's got no honor. Like... We got Joe in the building as well. Special guest, man. Big reticketing. We'll talk about what that means, but you know, my, my good friend Joe. How are you doing, man? Hello, boys. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here this evening. Oh, good, man. I mean, we, we always bring different fans in. When I say different fans, it doesn't have to be the same team. It could be different opinions. It's football from the bleachers. We all watch football, man. So it's only right that we get into something like what we're going to talk about later. But first game, Chelsea City. I, would I say strange kickoff, 12.30? Not many games I've seen that are like of that stature that come on at, at midday on a Saturday. But, you know, I guess it's the Premier League trying to mix it up a bit to spread out the money. Because um, we had the uh, Southampton Wolves on, uh, what, 2.30? On Sunday, through the Champions League as well, don't it? Yeah, that too. Yeah, I didn't really think of that in that moment. But um, Joe, what, what did you think about Chelsea and City? Who impressed you, man? I think um, Pep went back to basics. Mm. It might be a, maybe not so much on the uh, player side of things. I guess if we're putting that through, it'd be Rodri. Um, just some of the way he breaks up the game. It's so traditional. You know, it doesn't add that much value going forward, but he allows them to play offensively. I like that idea of being able to push fullbacks on. I'm a fullback myself, so I really love that play when you can get involved in the game. But the way in which he pivoted in front of the back two, it allowed them to play quite high, to press. Jorginho mm. couldn't get on the ball. Then when it started to come out, he could break that down. And he was just a shield in front of the back two. You know, playing yeah. up against the pace of Werner, the strength and pace of Lukaku, isn't an easy thing. And it's quite sort of dangerous to do so when it's, let's say, a one-on-one. But the yeah. ball never really got into those areas to allow them to have that opportunity. Agreed. I think if you're looking at, you know, zero shots on target, five shots on goal, it says something about him playing in this game versus not playing when they played the Champions League final. Mm, it's true. I mean... um. He's the main man, isn't he? And, and if he anchors that, I'm talking about Jorginho here, sorry. When he anchors that and he gets on the ball in time and space, he kind of picks off his pass, doesn't he? He's instrumental. But they gave him no breathing space. I agree with that, definitely. Who else kind of impressed you, Joe, man, moving forward? I know you said Rodri. Who else in and around him? 
do you know what? It's been interesting as well. It's been the Jesus move out to the right. I yeah. know he got his goal from playing central, but he's just hustling away. Mm. He's not stopping his, his game. He's carrying on saying, look, there's talk around me here, there, moving, no striker, everyone's saying this and that. But yeah. he's, he's coming through when he needs to come through. And I think that's the positive. Pep's lost the last three against Tuchel. Yeah. And I think what happened in this one, Tuchel kind of pepped himself out of the game. Mm. He kind of overthought what was going on. So the players coming in did their job. I think City in general plays a better team because even the KDBs, they didn't really turn up. They yeah. weren't at their sharpest self. So everyone in and around them had an influence on 11, beating the 11 of Chelsea in a way that hasn't really happened. And I think as well, just on that note, where they were a little bit unlucky was losing Reese James. Yeah. I really like him as well. I think he's a really solid player. That was I don't think it's bad bringing on Thiago Silva, but you know, he's what, 36 now? 37? Yeah. So playing as many games, two and three of the week, it's not going to see him at his sharpest. And mind you, he made a beautiful clearance off the line. Um, yeah. No, it's interesting in terms of the reshuffle. It seems to, not, I wouldn't say disjoint them, but maybe take out a little bit of their arsenal because I know they like to play a lot down the right-hand side and the left, but of recent, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, they, they've been attacking a bit more down the right because they've been kind of doubling up on that side with, you know, Aspie kind of charging in through the middle or maybe making an overlap run around Reese James. So there's been a double threat that side. But of course, yeah. when he had to come off... They, they lacked a bit of spark. I mean, Aspie still was up and down, up and down, like a workhorse, but I felt like he had to do a bit more defending than maybe usual because Reese James, there wasn't there as an outlet. It was more like, you know, three statured right-back, centre-back, sorry, and then kind of oldish right-back can still do a job, but, you know, not filled with the same energy as Reese James, man. It's, it's difficult to... To kind of see where he could have changed instead of bringing him on, they haven't really got another natural right back, if I'm correct, except for what Trevor Chalaboshak. He can kind of fill in. Nah, I I don't know enough about the U. I think he could mm. play CM and maybe DM, but I don't know that much about him. If he's a mm. bit right back and that's no, no, good player. I mean, I think um, in terms of his development, I'm sure he could have slotted in there because he, he he looked decent going forward when he played that game. I think it's first game of the season, Trevor. Played first game and scored that goal, Bago. I think he could, mm. could have done a job, but that's just me thinking out of the box. I mean, Shaq, what did you think about Tuchel's choice of the midfield three, man? Um, I think the midfield three wasn't. I think they made look better. I think Tottenham last week when he changed it to the three, that's when they improved. So he probably thought this week, um, to start off that way, but. Apart from away from the three, I think in general they just they let City have the ball, mm. and that's I wouldn't say it's never a good thing. But City always going to bop it, even if you try and press them, they're always going to try and bop the ball. But if you give them the time and space, well, if City had a proper goal scorer, they they lacked a little bit of a threat. They looked good, but not amazing. It was more their press. Yeah, I was more impressed with. They were very aggressive and brave in that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they really played that well. As I say, they, they let Chelsea have the ball. They were kind of trying to play on the counter-attack. Mm. And then with that, you got you got Lukaku, who his touch ain't reliable. Regardless of people say he's gotten better in that aspect. It's not a reliable touch. 
and then you've got Werner who just runs around. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's kind. He can't, of... he can't seem to keep the ball by his feet at the moment. Man. Every minute is is smashing off his his shin or his toe. He, yeah, there was a chance there that I think he could have punished. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was Diaz or something, but yeah, man, he, he's not, he's not it. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're saying he's not your 30 goal striker. So if they don't have Lukaku, he no doesn't way, score 30 goals, basically. No way, not at all. Sean, yeah. what about that, that um, Chelsea midfield? Because I, I obviously asked Shaq, but um, do you think there was lack of creativity? Yeah, I thought there was lack of creativity, especially with. I mean, had had Habits been playing instead of Werner, mm. it could have. Been, do you know I mean, they would have had someone in the half space. But when you have Lukaku and Werner just up top, they're kind of just on the centre backs on the last line, and then you've yeah. got that flat three that's not really, yeah, like Kante maybe can progress the ball, but he's not that kind of. They're not them. They're not the kind of players. You know what I mean? Kovacic is not that kind of player. We know Georgina is not that kind of player. Kante is not that really that kind of player. So they kind of just had a, a flat three. They needed someone in between the striker mm. and the three. I mean, when he uh, when he took off Mount last week for Kante, they still had habits on in the half of space until yeah. like the seventy fifth minute. So it didn't it didn't work. I don't yeah, it didn't work. They didn't they didn't get enough of the ball. They didn't have they didn't really get into dangerous areas enough, and they didn't have enough of the ball to really get the Kaku and Werner in behind too many times. So it was just like mm. the ball the, the ball didn't really progress. They would get it and kind of give it away a lot of the times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there so, was massive spaces between uh, the forward two and the three. Um, yeah, definitely. Right. I, I would have liked to have seen them change it to a, a five-two-one-two, and the, as you say, like one person in the half space to connect it. Um, if that meant Kante ended up drifting out wide as, as he did at times, at least that person that's playing the ten could kind of fill in if you know the turn of possession happened quite quickly. Um, it's probably what I would have liked to have seen, because as you say, it, it seemed like as the game went on, maybe a mount or Ziyech could have came on and just linked the two together, or even bought off Werner and Kovacic and bought on Kai Havertz and Mount and put them two in there. At least you have the link to, to kind of um, do things with, because then Lukaku the, then the could make different runs for different people. Yeah, this, it looked very stale, man. I mean, mm. I'm not really sure. Maybe, as you said, maybe outpepped himself, thinking, overthinking it. Um, but um, Joe, man, I want to talk about... Uh, Bernardo Silva. There was speculation about him going Arsenal, Atletico Madrid. Uh, and they they wanted more than sixty here. His wages was a problem, but like he seemed to just kind of quietly carry on, man. What's your thoughts on him? I think that's the best characteristic of a player at a club like Manchester City. Mm. You know, you're looking at those Atleticos, those Arsenal's, Juventus, whoever it might be. He's going straight into that team, and you know, you you take Bernardo to that case in point of Wes. Sterling's form gone for England versus Man City mm. and I think in a club like that where you're going up against big games on a Saturday on a Wednesday on a Saturday Sunday week in week out you need to have all of your squad singing the same tune even yeah. if you are frustrated I, I still wouldn't be surprised if there's this two trains of thought here one he picks up his form was it the 19 season season before last where he was absolutely phenomenal you un- unplayable and I think he's still got that in the bag at the same time I can still see him playing top-notch football but still getting a move January summer of next year and I yeah. think it's similar to the Jesus mindset that you want in your team are you going to continue to do a job or are you just going to be a member of that squad that is going to sit there and just 
just to pick up a paycheck. I mean, look, as an Arsenal fan, you see many of them over the years. But Bernardo brings something to the game that is sort of underrated. He's a tech, he's a technician, right? Unbelievable mm. with the ball, unbelievable vision. And like we said earlier on about KDB not having his best game, he still brings that to the pitch where you're kind of looking at him and saying, right, he can press. Jorginho wants to pick up the ball. He's got low centre of gravity, can pop it around. I'm not going to let that happen. When mm. I'm on the ball, I've got the vision to make sure that my fullbacks can get in. And there was a point in the game on the weekend where actually he pivoted behind Rodri. So he said, look, if that ball breaks down, then it might be breaking out down the right-hand side. If I sit in here, I give us the balance to have that triangulated pivot at the back, mm. but it allows Rodri to go and make that challenge. Then as soon as he makes that challenge, what does Rodri do? He picks up the ball and he looks for that pass to a technical player who can then put them on the front foot again. So yeah. having that balance in the midfield allows it, as soon as someone breaks up that play, to give it to a silver to then create a more dynamic passage going forward. Um, and he's a beautiful player to watch when he's on his game. Mm, I agree. I mean, silky, very silky. And he didn't look uncomfortable. I, I had my um, concerns about him playing centre mid, or should I say, you know, uh, deep line playmaker, advanced playmaker, because of the physicality of the a lot of the centre mids that you see in the Premier League. But, you know, as you said, he's he kind of risen to the challenge. And he, he's, and he's on his game, he kind of glides past everyone. And to he be does. fair, picks up a lot of yellows as well. A lot of people don't notice that, but he does get stuck in and he picks up a lot of yellows just based, maybe based on him making a tackle that is mistimed or he just literally putting himself about. Um, so it's, I, he's I very underrated. On that point, Rymo, hmm. I think that's a big feature of Pep's teams that I absolutely love because I think gamesmanship is something that is kind of underrated in the sport at the moment. Hmm. And the ability to break up the play, to take a little free kick, to get stuck in and just let the opposition know, look, it's not going to be an easy ride today. You're not going to be able to ping triangles around us. We're going to break it up if it's in your heart. We'll give away tactical free kicks should we have to. Um, and I think that's what we're talking about, buying into that team ethos. You know? mm-hmm. And that's what they have. And he buys right into that. Maybe it's the Portuguese flair in him. I don't know. Yeah, that too. We've got a couple of players around him that can also bring him through as well. What did you think, Shaq, about um, the goal? How, how Chelsea conceded that? Was it poor defensively or just sheer luck from Jesus to kind of manufacture that chance in the score. Mm. I don't know. It was one of those... Um, what was it? I think Cancelo... What, what, actually, what was interesting, I think, in the first half, City, uh, Chelsea played a few in swinging corners and I think mainly just grabbed them out the air. But this time, they went short. Mm. Worked decent. Uh, Cancelo got the shot. And then Jesus just worked the half a yard, got the got got his shot off with the deflection. Mm. Not much more to say about it, really. Like what Werner dived in, Chelsea for Chelsea, but yeah, not much really. Like, yeah. Um, Shaq, I, f- I feel like um, you're you're hurting over there, my friend. <laughs> I feel like you're hurting over there, my friend. No, I'm not gonna lie. The questions you ask, you asking me the shit questions that you've asked. You've asked girls, the good ones. You're asking me about <laughs> like the goal weren't really that much to say about the goal. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say things, there's nothing really much to say. Like, it, weren't, it weren't really like it weren't crazy work. It wasn't one of like the like the chance for Grealish at the end. That was more of a, a chance that C created from winning it, winning it back from the high press. And then mm. transitioning, if that went in, I would have more to say. But this one was just more like Cancelo hit it. It fell to Jesus' feet. He got the half a yard. 
deflection in. Like, how would you finish? How would you finish Jack Grealish's chance? How would you finish that? Oh, bro, if I could, if I had to finish that, but I want to be here, but I want to be on. Like, <laughs> no, nah, just in general, like what, 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 you would have thought he would have uh, been like. He kind of poked it, yeah, he kind of flick it over. Think it, it? Um, yeah. But you went round him. Nah, I, I think he had Walker was on the cover on, the, on his left side, and there was another player covering, mm. so he didn't really have that much space. He had to hit it, but I don't know Mendy. Mendy's a good keeper, isn't it? So mm. you got Mendy running at you. Kind of not make your mind up for you, but you gotta make your mind up quick. Mm. Um, so he tried. He tried the thing, but Mindy, Mindy made it hard for him. You know what I mean? So fair play, my friend. Fair play, my friend. Sean, who do you think didn't really play too well? Didn't impress you? Or hasn't had a good run so far? Uh, both sides. Oh well, no, for City, but Chelsea. I thought. I thought Alonso struggled in this game. Mm. I think. Um, I know he doesn't seem to favour Chilwell right now, but. Alonso's for me is just not it. I thought I thought you could have picked out both the strikers, but they had a lack of service for, for long periods of the game. They was kind of just out of the game for long periods. Mm. Really, I just think he just got it wrong in it. Like it worked second half against Tottenham, kind of. I mean, they scored a set piece and a, a fluky long shot, and he's tried to go with it. And City are just too good to to not have a link. Do you know what I mean? I, I thought Tuchel really made the mistake. Like I thought he he just got it wrong. Like, it didn't mm. what he tried to do it didn't work. They didn't, they didn't really pose a threat. And once Havertz came on, even though like it was offside, but you saw the difference when yeah. there's someone up there with, do you know what I mean? Like linking it and spin, then spinning it behind. Like. Don't, so don't thought, be feeling the horn for Havertz too much, man. No, no, I'm not saying like he had a great game. I'm just saying that like, you saw the difference, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's more comfortable coming deep and turning. Basically what, yeah. basically what Embremo did for, for Ivy, Ivan Tony, basically. Is what yeah, was, like, yeah. It just, yeah. But that's I the just thing, want... I think it was only for like 10 minutes. Like, City just mm. controlled it with the possession. Like, if you sit off them, they're just going to bop it, bro. They're just going to bop it around you. You don't, you got, if you're going to do that, you have to be lethal and have players that can link mm. the midfield to attack when you want to counter-attack. As you lot have been saying, they didn't really have that in it. So I was quite surprised that Tushar didn't change it quicker. He normally does. He didn't change until after the goal. And there was a and little was reaction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's one yeah, you can't really you can't really let C have the ball like that mm. if you're not gonna be potent on the on the on the counter. And Chelsea was just kind of passive. It's the first time we've seen him get it wrong and not really make a change. But yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Joe, what do you think about um two the two teams then? Um anything for both managers to panic about or they are right for it's now. An it's an interesting question. I'd love to get the boys' views as well because there's a, you know, what's it called? 40-hour, 72-hour window before that game on the weekend. Mm. And I don't think there's one pundit, fan, whatever it might be, that isn't saying Chelsea at home are taking that game. Mm. And I, as Sean just said, it's the too cool way of getting it wrong. And... Do we see Chelsea then going up against a lesser team in the league and getting it wrong again? My fear with a club like Chelsea is the season when Conte was manager, you know? Mm. I think my team, Arsenal, stuffed them 3-0 at home and then suddenly it changed after that and they, they steamrolled the rest of the league. I think it gives them a chance to reflect on what they're about and mm. how they're going to go about things. Man City, we know, are going to be no different. They're going to still control games, as Shaq was saying, once you give them the chance, they're going to boss it. They're going to bop it about. They absolutely tore us. Yeah, okay, Shaq, I missed the, the, Emirates, uh, the Etihad and kind of put us in a bad place. 
but they're going to continue that momentum. That isn't going to change. You know, they were how many points behind last season or so. And I think this season, they're only going to go from strength to strength. Personally, I don't feel Chelsea have a problem. I think the depth of their squad is still unbelievable. I think they'll go out and have a very good game in the Champions League this week. Then there's a little break, isn't there? And I think that's just going to mean that they're going to come back into the league a little bit hungrier to put that result behind them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they absolutely smash the next fixtures. My honour, Brother Bull Shaq. He's here. My honour, Brother Bull Shaq. Anything to add oh. to that? Anything to panic about for Chelsea or City? Nah, man, that's the beauty. When you've got a, a proper team that plays a certain way and all these types, even when you lose, you can have faith and go on to the next game because you know, more often than not, you know what you've seen. Do you know what I'm saying? You know repetition. There's no, You know there's repetition in the game. You know we don't, don't just go from one game to another hoping and all that. Mm. Like. So they can take this loss and move on. Like, you've seen it like, all the time. Like, no one's gone. Uh, only Arsenal done it unbeaten, but mm. like, you're going to lose a couple of games in a season, bro. Like, this is what it is, you know what I'm saying? But you, you always move on. And more often than not, like from what we've seen, Tuchel, he gets it right. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, and this is like too short against Pep, bro. Like not even Pep out coaching or whatever, but if you're just talking managers, Pep is one of the greatest to ever do it. Do you know what I'm saying? So you can't really, and this is C, you can't really get mad at losing to C, no matter where how good you may might be or whatever, even when Liverpool took the title from them. I'm sure like Liverpool, I'm sure, yeah, if, if they lost to the city, you can't be that mad. You we know how great City are and can be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. We'll get there, man. We'll get there. We'll, we'll see what they do in, in the, the subsequent weeks because I think City have Liverpool, if I'm correct. Yeah, next Sunday. So, yeah, next Sunday. Um, Big week. Still. PSG. Oh, got, got PSG then, tomorrow. So very PSG big week. We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, might be a, a mad thriller, you know. Like Messi might come and do the dog on, on Pep, man. Well, three man walking all the time when, when they lose the ball. Neymar might do the time. dog. It's a bit mad. If they're on it and and it's, and it's flames, then it might be game over, man. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, we'll see. I mean, Joe, this is how we line people up and we bring them in to knock it out of the park. So, when you went to your game yesterday, was it sold out? Do you know what? This is the typical Arsenal way of working. Yeah, biggest game of the season, and it was really the prawn sandwich brigade that weren't really there. The majority, the majority of the fans were loud they were in their seats they were yeah. they were standing up um interestingly i was lucky enough to take my son to the norwich game for the first time but this game yesterday the first norwich game was like the stewards telling you to sit down and stuff yesterday that wasn't quite the case mm. and there really weren't that many people missing i'll tell you something actually i'll tell you something there was a fair few missing from the tottenham end at half time yeah that second half yeah. not many of them come back i saw that they left about what 30 something minute, maybe even a little bit before that or after that. Oh, it was it, terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. But I mean, yeah, what can you do? They're not liking the football at the moment. And I think to, to kind of um rail it in in terms of fans, bums on seats, like talk to us about your kind of your role in that, your, your, what you're trying to push, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So basically, uh, me and a few mates of mine had this little problem that we saw within sort of the go into the games, football, sports industry, that the price of the tickets were rising. There were lots of fans that maybe had opportunities to, to go to a game, but couldn't find a ticket anywhere. And mm. on the same side of things, a lot of fans that were interested in 
getting rid of their ticket for a game. But yeah. again, the difficulty with clubs and the membership process, etc., um, didn't quite facilitate that as an opportunity. So last sort of nine months pandemic, obviously we had no fans at the game and we saw a little opportunity to say, look, why can we not build this marketplace that provides a little bit of security for the clubs? Because ultimately you don't want to start selling a number of your home fan tickets to away supporters. Mm -hmm. um, equally, we want to increase this opportunity for the younger generation of fans. So, you know, season ticket holders generally have had these season tickets for a long time. In order to get onto a waiting list, it takes forever. Sometimes fans just want to go for two, three games in a season. And how do you provide this opportunity to them if they do not have access to somebody who has a season ticket? There's only a few amount of tickets that go on general release. So we built Reticken. Reticken yeah. is a marketplace. Uh, you can be a buyer or a seller of a last-minute ticket. We generally only operate within a 48-hour window before a game. The way in which it works within the sporting industry is you can't sell a ticket for above face value, um, which you'll see there's a lot of platforms out there that will acquire these tickets. And you know, I think Tottenham Arsenal, some of them would go in from 150 up to sort of 540 pounds, you know, yeah. for the corporate level tickets. And it's just not accessible for everyone. Um, so we have a price drop algorithm within the platform. It means that when you list a ticket, it has the ability to reduce the price of that ticket. Yes, you can set a reserve should you not want it to go lower than what the cost is. But the idea for us is to make the game more accessible for communities because mm. football is a sport that has such a massive influence on everybody. And I think that's from going to school through to sort of being adults, parents, you know, generational time to get away from, you know, what you'd normally do on the weekend, it's a day out. It's entertainment, right? And, you know, we're focused on this market to begin with it's not going to be the easiest market to crack because of the legacy that we have within the footballing industry. The Premier League itself is a commercial behemoth. But I think what's most interesting to us is the accessibility point, right? At this moment in time, you know, we look at the Europa Super League, yeah, and how many clubs, six of them from the, from the UK Premier League, wanted to go into it. You've got all the European behemoths that want to create this league that creates money in one space, it just means that football is more diluted. Yeah, maybe we're looking at the best games, but there's a, there's a so many different types of environments about why people go and watch football. It's mm. very different. You're not going to get the fans going to the Bernabeu and, you know, just chanting like the Arsenal fans were chanting yesterday. You know, I'd, I've never seen it so loud at the Emirates, right? And Arsenal fans are going there to also entertain themselves with their peers. When mm. you're going to the Bernabeu, maybe Wenger Ball, how it used to be, you were going there to be entertained by the players. And I think that's what's so great about the diversity of the league. There's so many different clubs. You look at a Newcastle as an example. It's a one-club city. Yeah, you know, I think Newcastle, what do they do? They sell the most shirts or the third most shirts in Europe, which is probably why Mike Ashley and Sports Direct bought them. Maybe don't <laughs> quote me on that one. But <laughs> this is the point. Once you become a fan, you become a lifelong fan. Yeah. So when you're in the clubs, when you're in the grounds, you know, I don't know when you're playing FIFA or I guess now Arsenal have partnered with Pro. Pro, you can do cross-play, all these types of things. Imagine the generation of 13, 14-year-olds now picking up on that, seeing it in the stadium, the mm. opportunity to do it. I think sponsorship changes that are coming into the league, like no more gambling sponsors on shirts and stuff like this, is really good for the next generation of fans. But we need to make it a more cost-effective model for people to be able to experience this. The buzz yesterday, you can probably hear it in my voice, like it's a little bit crackly because we just enjoyed ourselves so much. Mm. Yeah, it's disheartening for the Spurs fans. I can understand that. But we haven't had sort of the best of record over the years. 
And I think it should be the same across the league, that everybody should have access to go to games. And who knows, there should be a point where actually you may be local to a certain game. You may be travelling for some reason or whatever it might be. You know that Brentford are an entertaining club. If mm. you can pick up a ticket to Brentford, why not go and pick up a ticket to Brentford? Because you can see over their game on the weekend, it was a phenomenal spectacle to watch. And we want to be able to access all of these games and give everyone an opportunity to say, yes, this is what football is about. And then we transition that across sport because you guys will you know, be able to tell me, you know, this is where our insight comes into it. But people don't just go to football games. They enjoy watching stuff like the boxing on the weekend. Yeah. You know, there was the Ryder Cup. Okay, yes, it's in the US at the moment, but there are opportunities that come to the UK. So why don't people get the chance to experience more of these events? And mind you, look at women's football as well. Just while yeah. I'm ranting on this topic, the Arsenal ladies absolutely smashed it at the weekend. The women's football was phenomenal. 5-0 against Man City. Yeah. It's not an easy victory. Yeah, some good crowds there as well. So um, for the last few um, women's games that's been on Sky Sports and whatnot, the crowds have been quite decent. And I think they're, they're buying into the younger generation, as you're saying, because you see a lot of young fans there, even whether it be boys or girls, like going to watch the game. So my thing as well to kind of chip in on you is like, can we start even watching the local teams like, you know, the Goulstones, the, um, the Harrows and stuff like that? Because they probably, don't, they, they probably don't sell out as much as well. And, you know, just feeding back into those smaller clubs as well to help them and boost up their kind of um, tickets. And, you know, because their season tickets are not crazy expensive. They're not thousands of pounds. They're like, you know, maybe no more than £200. Some, others, depending yeah. on what their, what their ticket arrangement is. But, you know, I think, to kind of see right. those things. To that point as well, hmm. um, look at the story of some of the players playing in the Prem now. Yeah. The Vardis, the Antonios. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know, you're getting a chance to see these players that need that chance. Now, the way that I see football fans in general is we are the 12th man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. People will tell me if I'm wrong, maybe that we go to the Bernabeu sort of example that I gave earlier. They're not so much there to, to G the, the team up. But you could see it at the game yesterday the way in which the, the crowd got behind the team, it gave them an extra level of sort of potence. They were mm. getting sort of riled up by it and they carried on going through. Ramsdale at the end, the way he was walking around the stadium, cheering up all the fans, the Gabriels, uh, the Tommies, the way in which they were talking to the fans in the stadium and sort of bigging it up so we would big them up is what it's about. So when you talk about the Harrows, the Wilsons, the Enfield Towns, whoever it might be, the more fans that are supporting them, the more the players are going to get out for it, the more opportunity and the more belief and self-confidence that it brings. I agree, man. It's as simple as that, really. I mean, if it had a marketplace to kind of just, as you say, I've seen a lot of young fans, especially because I work with a few um, in, a, in a local area, and they go to like QPR games, but there's like, they're all what, 17, 18? There's about 20 of them that, that went to West Brom away this weekend. Yeah. And that's crazy to see those fans. Like I was coaching them two, three years ago, but now they're the young fans. And what is that club doing to kind of bring in the young fans? And I've heard it from them. I've asked them. I was like, what, 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 how much do you pay for tickets? They're sometimes saying a tenner, less than that for, for like under 18, 16 year olds. I'm like, so how much are you paying to get up there? He's like, yeah, no more than a tenner to get on the train. I'm like, all that way. He's like, yeah, man, go with bear of us. And that's what, 20 quid to get up there and for a game. Um, food, what, it's a 30, 40 pound day for them that's that's decent that's a good day out and i think that could translate to more of the london clubs i'm, I'm not sure what chelsea does arsenal 
does something similar um because a few boys i speak to as well they went to the Tottenham game they only paid like 20 30 quid for it um for the junior gunners thing that they have to buy into so it, it is getting out there but it's about how do you push that to you know maybe not the young fans but the fans just above that that are probably interested but they know they can't get to a game every time as you're saying right Completely agree. I just on that last note as well, maybe yeah. it's a bit of a plug for the, the Twitter community to a certain extent. Like yeah. there are so many, so many strong Twitter community pages that are there to help fans get to the games. Yeah. And I think it was a massive effect of why we started looking into football in the first place, because you've got Chelsea spares, Arsenal tickets, Everton spares, Newcastle, whatever it might be, that do not sort of commercialise anything that they're doing. Mm. And they're purely there to ensure that people can have access to the games. And all we're trying to do is facilitate secure transactions to make sure that people don't get duped out of false tickets or whatever it might be. Because as you say, through the leagues, there's next generations going out and going to the away days, supporting the club. It, it's a proper day out, you know? Mm. I mean, I, I play Saturday football, so it's really difficult to me to get to Saturday games. But the odd occasion that a game might be cancelled or called off or something like this, you know, the next best thing is to then take that team, take those mates that you've got and go and watch a game. I agree. Yeah. Well, as you said, we keep looking out. It's re-ticking, man. We've got that on the app. We'll, we'll plug in your Twitter shortly, but we want to talk about the game because that's what we're here for. And, you know, you went to the game, one of the lucky ones to get one of your tickets, season ticket holder as well. So, you know, you was right in there live and direct. Tell me. What were Arsenal really, really giving the fans last night? Do you know what I will start with? I think that it might have been the first game that I've watched the Arsenal probably look like having their strongest 11 out on the pitch. Hmm. Some may, or maybe Sean, as a, and a fellow Gunnar, will tell me otherwise with the Shaka decision. Um, I thought out of the 11, he was probably in and around the short weakest link but I didn't think he was bad I thought he was a you know an average seven and that's kind of what you need if you have a team of sevens you're more likely to win a game but it was the Hale End Academy you know it was the youngsters I, I saw a pre-game message from uh, Aaron Ramsdale who I'm going to be honest I was thinking to myself why are we signing Ramsdale I'm not quite sort of too keen on this mm. um, and then I saw another post around David Seaman when he signed from QPR and they were like, we've got Lukic, we don't need Seaman. I think Ramsdale's our generation of Seaman. The way he talks and he commands the box, just vocally, I think that's really what Arsenal have been missing. Mm. They've never had in the last few seasons a keeper who's pushed them up the pitch. Martinez has that gamesmanship about him, but for some financial reason here or there, whatever it might be, we didn't keep him. We kept Leno. And I think that connection that he's got with the back four, the average age is so young. Tomiyasu coming in, he reminds me so much of Ralph. So anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about when I say Ralph, I mean, Lauren, for some reason, the fans used to call him Ralph, just getting up and down that wing. Um, it, it, he was, he's just brilliant. I think he's conceded two headers out of all the aerial duels he's had in his first three games. In his first three games, he has not been taken on by a winger. And yesterday he was up against Son, right? So he seems like a person who's just clicking. He's six foot two, he's got a big frame, which means across the back four, they're quite big now. Mm. He allows you to kind of slip in and make a back three, which yeah. allows Tierney to get forward, which playing a Millsmith row, he doesn't really play as a winger. He plays in and like kind of as the half spaces. 
He's mm. able to get on the ball, but the transitions is the thing that makes a massive difference. The, the way in which I think we scored, it was Saka's goal. It was four passes, back of the net, Harry Kane. It was a beautiful sight, seeing him chip on the ball in the edge of the box. You saw his work ethic to get back. But for him, it's not clicking at the moment. For us, it's clicking. And I just think that I don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. I don't want to count our chickens and say that Arsenal are now going to go from strength to strength and push right up there in the league. But it's a very solid result that you can see meant a lot to the team. Yeah. And I was pleased with the way we played. You know, we didn't try and force the game. We played to a plan. We kind of outsprung the counter-attack where we needed to. There were some decisions that went our way. Okay, being at the game, you can kind of see certain scenarios like the Shaka tackle or Hoiberg. Some games that goes the other way. Tottenham get a free kick on the edge of the box. You don't score in the transition, um, which is the Abamian goal. Then you've got um, the Ben White tackle on Harry Kane on the edge of the box. Some days that might go against you. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It, it's, it looks like it will click, but then you take two, three players out of that side, does it fall back down the table again? Yeah, I mean, maybe Brother Shaw may, may be able to add to that, um, his impressions, because he was gleaming from ear to ear all weekend. So, uh, Brother Sean, your time is now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, no, nah, to be fair, we were everything Joe said. Um, I was confident last week because I just didn't, you know, I just didn't see enough from Tottenham to make me think otherwise. Um, yeah, and then when I saw the lineup, I was happy with most of it. Was a bit unsure about Xhaka. You know, I mean, last time we saw him, he kind of caught on the team with the red card at City, and I thought maybe someone else would have been a bit more deserving. But he got it right, and we just performed in it. Do you know what I mean, we we just we wanted it more. We looked like we wanted it more from, from the first couple of minutes and the challenges and the way he was playing. The passing was crisp, and then once we got that first goal, it was just about managing the game, not over not over committing, and we hit them on the counter, soaked it up. Probably our best performance for a good, good couple of months. I mean, and we said um, after the City game that the international break was big. He, there was no more excuses once he gets all his players. He had all his players available yesterday. And I think that's probably how he wants to play in it. So it's exciting. It's exciting. I was excited. It was a good weekend, especially as I knew Brother Ryan and Brother Shaq were burning from Saturday's <laughs> results. So it's just a good weekend. Now we, need to, now we need to see it again. Now, now it's about consistency. Do you know what I mean? We've had one of performances before, but now it's about consistency. So let's see what we do against Brighton on Saturday. Uh, Shaq, I heard you say something, my friend. Yeah, I said he's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let, let's just um, talk about the, the ideal 11, because a lot of people, obviously on the socials and even... Um, Tony Adams was, was gleaming from ear to ear in the studio saying that this is, you know, his best 11. Can he keep it consistent? Um, would you take out Jack and put in Sambi? Yeah, to me. Yeah. No, I, I, when I was saying that yesterday, I'm just, it's just because Jack, Jamie, last time we saw me quit. If you're talking about who's the best 11, Jack is in the best 11, but I just thought the way he went out against City was kind of, it's kind of gutless, isn't it? Jamie, like he just mm. left his team out of this. So I thought, does he really deserve to come straight back in? But the best 11 was that team on the pitch yesterday. Okay. So Laka doesn't get anywhere near that. Um, and all the others that were on the bench chilling, they don't get anywhere near that. Nuno, no. Tavares, no? No, 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 no. I was glad he dropped Pepe as well. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Step over Merchant, isn't it? Step over Merchant. Yeah, but he just his decision-making is just, it's just all over the place at times. You saw with Saka, do you know what I mean? For that first goal, 
size man up and just whip the ball in. It's not, it doesn't always have to be overcomplicated. We don't see a thousand cutbacks and a thousand, do you know what I mean? What is it? Because I see conversations um, about Saka looking better on the right than he does on the left. What, what is it for, for him, do you think? It, it, it just clicks a bit more. I just think, I just think it's modern day football, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? When the winger's on, when a winger that's left footed plays on the left, there's really no worry of cutting inside onto his right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. What's he going to, when he cuts on his right? Well, if he goes to the byline and just, it's easy. You, can, you can whip across with your right foot, do you know what I mean? That's true. I mean, he looked very menacing and threatening all, all game. I mean, brother Shaq, what was your, your thoughts about the Tottenham? Please, brother, talk to us. You've been so quiet today. What's your thoughts about the Tottenham? Um, nah, I don't want to talk about Nuno too, too tough, but that midfield was was the mid. The thing is, Tottenham's defense has been sh- it's been shoddy since last season. So this season they've gone into it. They've cut this centre back. How much they spent? Forty or fifty. Yep. And then they're still going with Sanchez and Dyer. I'd like that's a mad centre back partnership. I don't see one good player in that. And then in front of them you've got Oilberger. And then next to him you've got. The ghost of Endon Belly and the ghost of Delhi Ali, like that's that's crazy. Wilberg sort of walked off the pitch and said, "Bruv, how are you lining me up with these men? You and want me to get the ball, get the ball back because they're not helping defensive transition enough." That like, man actually forgot Delhi Ali was playing. That like, he's his fall off has been so crazy. It's been nasty. But, yeah, it's been nasty. And then they got this striker slash DM. Doing his thing, <laughs> he, need, he needs he needs to wave 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 that um that Alan Shearer record goodbye, bruv, because he he ain't because you don't want to be at Tottenham, so <clears throat> he ain't he ain't looking the same, and yeah, he's probably got to go. He just got his, he's got to cut his losses, say bye to the record, and go somewhere else, probably on the continent, bruv, because I don't know how, how a team in England is going to be able to afford him all all of these things when you got that that Levy guy there. So yeah, man, Tottenham. It's scary times, bro, because they've had three. They've all been London derbies, about three games in a row. Yeah, and and you've held three zip. That's scary. No matter what it is, like, and I said it last week, like people talking, oh, they might have a good season, and that I weren't impressed when they what they won three out of three. Nuno Amen. got Nuno got um manager of the month, but I weren't impressed, bro, because I think what they scored one open play goal. That might be the one against City, I think. And then the two other games are two pens, but they didn't even have a lot of shots. Like they weren't looking menacing or anything. So I wouldn't say it's coming home to roost because you wouldn't wouldn't expect to lose these three games 3-0 like that. But sign sign it. I wouldn't say it's right, but it might be back to the old days, you know what I'm saying, for Tottenham. Mm. Like they they had their high with Pochettino. So they're they're looking like as a mid, I wouldn't say mid table, but eight, seven or eight. You know what I mean? They they probably go back to those days, bro. Because Conf- conference vibes, then. Europe no, no, vibes. just 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 outside of it. Okay, just I, outside the conference league. Yeah, conference yeah. is seventh, bro. Yeah, it's one one spot in England. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I want to know what the brother Sean's trying to trying to say now. So hold on. Are you trying to say what the Who's the seventeen then? I don't know, but I'm just saying from what huh? I'm watching. I'm just saying no, from no, what no, I'm no. watching. What no, saying, no, 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 no. I'm saying. just saying. No, no, no. I don't know who the seventeen is exactly, but I'm just saying from what I'm watching. Unless Harry mm. Kane turns it on, it's looking eighth or ninth fish to me. But 
He just looks so disillusioned though, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, we had a, someone messaged the group, you know, the bands. It was like, anyone watching from home, tell me if Harry Kane's actually playing today because I haven't seen him in the stadium. <laughs> he, he, he genuinely didn't turn up yesterday. And, and that's, that's the problem. That little clip over Ramsdale, prime Harry Kane scores that. Harry Kane yeah, playing at Man 100%. City this season scores that. 100%. That's the, that's the difference. And you, it, I saw a post, it was quite a funny one. It was like, Harry Kane and Tottenham have kept this relationship going for the kids, but now oh, it's just got really oh, stale. Oh, oh, oh. And it's starting to get really, that's all like a chore, it's quite peak. And uh, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's that with Tottenham now. And, and I, I love it. I feel sorry for my pals that are Spurs. Mm. But I don't think Levy's going to come out on top at the end of it. Yeah. It's the, it feels like Ericsson kind of thing. Ericsson weren't pushy until the end. He, he kind of saw out his um, contract a little bit to the end of the season. Um, but he ended up wanting to leave and push for that. I think what well, he went into, didn't he, in the end? And then yeah. there was talks about him coming I, back, but it seemed kind of he just you know stayed there for the, for the, for the most part. Uh, do, so, do, you, do you boys think Kane could leave in January? No. January's no. too tight. January's no. too tight. No. But, you know, think, matter things have happened. Of course, but... For that money, that, though. That would be a crazy business decision, bro. Like, not even business decision, but just footballing decision. It doesn't make... You're basically writing off the season, then. then and then who do Tottenham get in January? This is what I'm saying. Well, they could. You, you never him. know. They might have someone in the background that they could f- be thinking of. To they had, they had a lot stab at a few people, but no. But bro, you gotta remember, G. Kane is upper echelon, yeah. Mm. So he he's doing himself a disservice, you can say, by being at Tottenham. Yeah, we can all agree. Probably Kane deserves to be at one of the best teams in the world, right? Cool. If they sell him. Who are Tottenham going to get? Like, we're not even talking about replacing players because I think that that idea is very simple. You can't just replace player for player. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But what market do Tottenham go and look around in? I reckon they go... Um, what, Ali Watford? Yeah, like, they got to grab... Yeah, but that's no, mid, not, he, he, just, he, just went, he just went there to be... I don't think he would want to go. You're thinking of Patrick Bamford, for example. I'm not saying no, he's but the answer, mid, but those kind of... Yeah, yeah. Mid. Or... You go and get... Well, Bamford's um, a big man. Don't think he's like 24 in that, bro. He's like 27. 28. Yeah, 27, 28. Or you go and get... Um, what, what's his face? Um, from... from um, I don't Bologna. even know what you're going to say, but I know it's mid. Go on, say it. <laughs> or you can get Belotti. There's a couple of men you can... Uh, uh, this is what I'm saying, bro. Like, but that's the people they were targeted to. And that's their kind of level at the moment. Man's not even trying to get on to you, but look at the level, bro. Yeah, that's their level. The cane with one boot, bro. 100%. One that's, that's, that's their level at the moment. So this that's is the people saying, they can they're, attract. They're fucked either way. They're like, trying to, to get um, Adam, Adama Traore for 40 mil. Come on, man. Change that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's their level, We said in the summer they would probably have to get two or three players just to replace the kind of goals and assists that Harry King got last year. Yeah, he ain't got the, the player, and, the, and the players you're mentioning right now, I don't even think they... Altogether, they add up to his numbers. Definitely not, but they you know have to fill that space, right? They need they need a ten. No, they need a, a they need someone that's gonna create these chances. And yeah, they good. haven't really replaced Everton since he left. If we're being this honest, is the thing. well, they thought they, Ali was the problem, right uh, decision, no? And this is why, but he's not, bro. He can't. Did, did you see him? Like that. 
You can't play football like that. He's like, Kane, Ali wants nothing to do with build-up, bro. They need someone who's going to get the ball, get their foot on the ball and create chances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Lombele, he does nice flicks in there. I'm kind of a fan, but he ain't really got nothing like that. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not... Uh, you're creating... a fan? Hmm? You're a fan? Bro, I like, te- I like technical players, bro. Bro, I can't be a fan. He looks like you're a Tory. No, nah, I hear it, last bro. couple of years, bro. I'm kind of mass- like I got penny stocks on the low, bro. On the low, I can't lie. But I'm not respecting what I'm seeing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can't every you can't complete 90 minutes, bro. I think it's complete like nine 90 minutes. Uh, the end, the engine don't exist. The engine just don't exist. He just doesn't run it. back. Like you can't be in this league and not run back. I can't respect it. But that's what I'm saying. They need someone who's gonna get on the ball and create these chances because that's why their striker wants to play DM. Mate, when that was, was the maddest thing about it, isn't it? He's everywhere. He's left wing, he's centre back, he's up it's front. Crazy. Like it's mad, it's mad. He's trying to do it all. I told man that that all that all around game, that our uh, striker dropping deep and all of that, it's uh, it's overrated, bro. If you're a striker, put the ball in the back of the net, leave it to the man behind you to get you the ball. Obviously, if he's not getting nothing, then obviously you've got to get a couple of touches and whatever. But that's when Ali was at his best. When when Ericsson was getting his foot on the ball, they had the goal scorer. And they had the supporting guy that was making the, the third man or second man run. And Son was doing his thing as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So they probably need to... I don't know. If they could get... In January, if they could actually get us uh, attacking mid or number 10, a playmaker, creative player, they may look they may look a bit better. Because if they can get probably two players behind him to kind of shore it up... Because that's what it was. It was what? Banyama or Dyer next to Dembele. And Ericsson was in... Ericsson was there... Was up, well, he was coming off the left or the right, and Ali and Kane was up was through the middle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if they can get back to something like that, they might. But yeah, in this moment, it's all, it's looking long for them. And Son, what Son signed a contract as well. Death death row contract, man. hundred percent. I think he mad. signed that in the aim of being the main man. You know, sliding, yeah. playing through the middle. But he's you know the way they play, he can't. He's more it. he's more Robin than Batman. I see, I see. He's more of a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel no, you, true. I feel you. Preach it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't, he, he ain't got that main man star quality about him. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I, The commercial viability of human song is unbelievable. Like, I, as far as yeah, I understand, yeah, if you yeah, go yeah, to yeah, Korea... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Every Everyone in Korea supports Tottenham. Yeah, that's how yeah. we, we know about that part, part, part of your song vibe. You get me? That, that, you yeah, 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 yeah. You can always go over to them sides to do preseason and that. Like, it's only because part of your song. So I understand that definitely. But he's not, he ain't, he ain't a Batman for me still. I hate you. I big up Arsenal, though, man. I ain't saying nothing about them, but Arsenal, they impressed me, man. They were all over them from the, from the, get, from the get-go. Like, a couple of Arsenal fans, Brother Sean, were very, very confident. I didn't want to, Put them down a bit, but obviously Arsenal ain't been great. So I don't the, the overconfidence, overconfidence, but the confidence was kind of a bit confusing to an extent. But then I thought about him for you are like you look like you look like the North London dub. No matter how rubbish you are, you don't always pull out a young performance. Not too too much at Tottenham, but at, at the carpet, you look more more often than not will dig out a result. And yeah, Tottenham just had no response, bro. They just looked they looked crazy, and you look. You look, look look good still. Quick question though, before we move on, or if before you ask another question, uh, for the honourable brother, brother Sean, I know um, you're not a so-called fan of this player, but I just want to ask you about your number fourteen, your striker. What do you think of his performance yesterday, lad? I thought, even had he not scored, I think it was the most engaged he's looked in about nine months. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? The way he was closing mm. down. And I can live, do you know what I mean? I can live with him when he does that. Like, even if he doesn't score, I can live when he looks like he wants, like he's working for the team. It's when he's like not working for the team and then his passes are all over the place. I can't deal with him. Then it's when I just think swag, swag. But yesterday, swag, he, was, swag. he was moving serious from the kickoff. Him and Odegaard, they were chasing every man down now. So yeah, can you explain, to me, explain to me why your manager have, had him playing left wing for the majority of his time there, please? Well, you, listen, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm not in the meetings, but I don't know. But oh, you watch, you watch more games than me? I don't know. No, You've you got a striker. Well, at the start, well, at the start he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have a number 10 at the start. So he didn't, Smith Rowe wasn't in the team and he didn't have Odegaard. Then he brought Smith Rowe in and had him number 10 before Odegaard came and had him on the left. Then they both came in and we saw a bit of him up top, but he was still kind of pushing the left. And this season, maybe they've had a chat in it. Maybe they've had a chat and the Bowen has just been like, bro, listen, this left, this left wing thing ain't for me. Like, mm. It's either up top or nothing. He said to him, I missed the swag, swag, respect. Yeah, yeah. He probably, but, maybe yeah. they had a chat and he was just like, listen, this left wing thing is not working out for me. I need... He didn't get any be younger, is he, at the end of the day? So he's swag, got to like, put, it, put his money in the box nowadays. That's where he needs to be. I mean, Laka was getting that, that burn, scoring not many goals, but he was in there for his hold-up play. A bit weird. Bundan, we, and we, I told but you then, so I'm then, oh, this guy. No, but was it last season when we said, like, it's, 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 no, it's no use because he's doing it 30, 40 yards from goal. What game was it we talked about? It was me, Sean, you talking about. I can't remember what game it was. Last man, said, uh, man said me, he said, we're here every week, bro. <laughs> no, but you know, we do, sometimes we have guests, my friend. So, you know, I mean, it was just us three. He was talking about, I think it might have been that Burnley game, you know, where he kept dropping deep. Um, oh, last year? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was, it was one Burnley. of them kind of games. It was a weird one. But yeah, moving to my point, I mean, he needs to be in the box scoring those goals. And getting somewhere near that 30 goal a season or 25 mm. all comps to be pushing you lot up to that seventh place. Notice how I said seventh place there because I don't, think yeah. I just ignore you, car. I didn't see that from your team. <laughs> Joe, no, honestly, yeah, Joe, oh. from another point of view, do you think you're, you're getting in, in amongst the five and six if you go on a, a decent run towards Christmas? I'm telling you, the, the main signing for me has been Odegaard, and I know that sounds ridiculous maybe to some fans, but it's the way he dictates the press. Like Sean was saying, seeing Aubameyang move and get about the pitch. With a player like him coming in, similar to the rounds, though, everyone's like, oh, is it really that guy? You know, can we get better players? There's a Madison in the market. You know, everyone's talking about, wow, maybe he's the one to come in. But Odegaard's 21 years old. He's the captain of his national team. And when he plays, he kind of tells Aubameyang what to do. Mm. And Aubameyang's kind of started to listen to it now. He's thinking, hang on a minute, all right, maybe this guy actually has a bit about him. They started to click a little bit more and that kind of thing. And if you can keep that team fit, because that's the main thing of Arsenal, you get two, three games and then you're back to the drawing board because everyone's injured again. If you can get them all fit, keep them all working, there's a, there's a chance to recoup some form. You know, the first three games of the season are not three games that anyone really wants to start the season with. You're playing against a promoted side that hasn't been here for how long? You've seen the way that they took on Liverpool at the weekend. Now that result where we lost with the squad that we had out doesn't look such a bad result. Yeah, don't get me wrong. With the Arsenal, we want to win every game. Then you're playing champions of Europe and you're playing the champions of England. Like, we've had our time to kind of regroup. Everyone will take a 1-0 game and three points any day of the week. Yeah. Like you've still got the points on the board. And for me, that's what matters because come the end of the season, points make a difference in the league. 
So I think if we can just continue to put points on the board, I don't expect us to win every game going forward. I know there's going to be blips. We don't have a big problem like United have at the moment where they've got such a sort of inflated squad that you needed the EFL, the, the, the cup, sorry, the Carabao Cup, just to give players game time. What we have is the league and the cups and that's it. So we can keep that team playing together consistently. It's going to be less rotation. You know, when you look at the Chelsea team, was it Mourinho got sacked the second time where they were 11th or 12th, like bottoms of the league for a period. Then they got back up. They didn't have any European football made it in. Same as Liverpool. And then they continued that momentum. Mm. I'd just like to see this being a year where actually going forward, things change for us. Because Sean, you must feel it as well. Like, for the last 10 years, you're like, all right, cool. We've kind of let another season go, but we're going to be much better this season. All right, we let another season go. We're going to be much better this season. And then suddenly it gets to the point where it's like, I'm so bored of saying that to my mates now. Like, we just got to take each week as it comes. So I'm not going to say that we're going to break top four. The ultimate goal is to do so. I think there's a lot of competition in the league. But then you look at clubs like Leeds, who kind of, for me, have fallen off. The Wolves of this world have fallen behind you know, when you were just asking Sean about who's going to make up that top seven, I can still see West Ham being up there. Mm. I still see us as a better team than West Ham. Leicester as well, I think they've got a few trials and tribulations this year as well. Daka hasn't really settled. Um, we're talking, these guys were fourth the whole way last season and came fifth the last couple of games. I still think that top four is going to be tight to break into. But the teams in and around them, if we can maintain a momentum, I don't see why we can't make that top six. You've got to beat who's in and around you first and above you, kind of thing. So it's a long way to go, yeah. definitely. Um, but... hey, shout, shout out, Mr. Benny Hunter, man. He, he had a monster performance yesterday, still. I was, I was expecting <laughs> yo, uh, Mr. Yo. Benny was doing his thing. Fair enough. I mean, I, um, interesting as a, um, the back four situation at Tottenham, you can't really do much with it in terms of like interchange it. As you said, you spent money on Romero, not really seeing much. Um, not sure if it's an integration thing. You never know with these managers. They buy someone, but it's like, yeah, we'll play him, but you kind of need him now. And I don't know who he plays next to when he gets that run of games. If it's Sanchez, sorry. Bro, Sanchez and Dyer, bro. Like, come on, dude. I don't know if it's Dyer he plays next to you. I would probably play him next to Dyer because of the English experience, but I don't know, man, at this, at this stage. Uh, it's a lot of questions that have got to be asked from Nuno. <laughs> And I think um, he's got to answer them very quickly. Otherwise, you know, he's going to find himself. Well, find himself. They set that man up to fail, bro. They set that man up to fail. I mean, he lost his first game. It was against Rennes in the Conference League. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they lost that one. So, um, pretty much, yeah. He's got he's got uh, some big questions to answer. But you know, Conte is waiting in the wings for anyone um, that wants him. That's what I think. There's a couple other managers in there. Eddie Howe hasn't had a job in a while. Get that name off the list. I'm not wishing bad things on Nuno, but you know he's got to kind of turn this thing around quite soon because I know Levy likes to push the button quite quickly, so um, <laughs> he might see himself out the door soon. There's only been two managers in Premier League history that have got manager of the month and then been sacked a month later. Drop us so, some knowledge. Yeah, one of them's Danny Wilson at Sheffield Wednesday, and the other one was Brian McDermott at Reading. Damn. Um, but I can't see that happening with Nuno. But I think you're right. Been set up to fail. What's the? Come on, boys. Can you help me with some knowledge back here? What's the guy that Tottenham got from Juventus? Patrici. 
Mm. Yeah. Oh, the technical director then. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know his proper Because I think Romero was at Juventus. They sold him to Atalanta. Yeah. And then that's where how he's got to Spurs. But he's a, as you boys are saying, he's a big boy signing. Why is You'd like expect that? him to be playing. Mm. And, you know, he's kind of gone under the radar, like a Sancho kind of effect. Mm. So it's interesting. We'll see with, with um, time to come where he plays um, some games after the international bait, potentially. Well, he had always signs on the bench yesterday, no? Yeah, weird. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. But hey, he's paid the big bucks to make those decisions. We'll see. Any other business, lads? I want to no, really talk about don't, Brentford. Don't do that. Li- no, 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 no. I only no. want to talk about Brentford Liverpool. No, no. Well, I think the fans want to hear about Aston Villa Man United. Really? I brother didn't watch Ryan, it. brother Shaq, please. I didn't watch it. Please give us some thoughts. I actually didn't watch it. Hey, Sean, you are so disgusting, bro. Hey. You are so no, just disgusting. Just quickly, that's a lot of time. And go, brother Shaq, please, what's your thoughts on that game? I didn't watch it, bro. I didn't watch the whole game, so I, don't, I ain't gonna say it. What from what you did see and what, and what you heard about the game, please. Bro, it's just the same things I've been saying for time, man. Chickens have come home to roost, bro. You can't keep scraping these games, playing shit and winning and thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, we're on our way, bro. Like, no. Matches like the game on Saturday will come and happen. And it is just what it is, man. I've been saying it for a couple of years before the pod. Like, my jigs knows my opinions on the manager and on the football that we play and have been playing has not changed. And, yeah, bro, it's just, yeah... It is what it is, bro. Next week we might win, but I'll still, I can still bet you, I'll still see the same things. We'll still see the McFred sandwich. Like we'll still see these guys running from the ball and probably conceding first and maybe scraping it. To do you know what I'm saying? Like we'll still see the same shit. So as mm. I said last week, I can't get jiggy with this shit. So we're to Michael Blackson. So it's what it is at this point, man. I respect that a lot, my brother. I don't take a lot of courage to speak up. Certain man meter their mic, but I respect you. You know what I mean? He's running from the ground, man. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Come, come, Gaffer. You can come back now. Don't okay. do that. Don't do that. That's no. okay. Nah, nah. I'm good, man. I'm good. Anything to add? Because you were saying that Villa are the home team. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Villa, <laughs> Villa were the home team, man. I'm not going to lie. From what I saw, Villa was the home team. Um, they had a lot of um, courage, um, charisma, Front forward thinking, that's how you say it, or forward thinking momentum. Yeah, I don't really see much in the, in the kind of short space of time I watched the game. Um, yeah, you can't, as I said to a few other people, you can't win the league with those two, with the two, two men in the midfield. And again, when he plays the Matiches of this world, and we may not win the game, or we may win the game, it then says to him, I'm going to revert back to my 4 2 3 1 because see, I told you so. We can't win a game without playing them two in front. You can't win a game with them. In, you can't win a game with them anyway. So why not stick to what you said you was trying to do? A four-three-three, one pivot. You haven't. He hasn't played that. He's in that pre-season. He I played four-three-three to to kind of draw us into believing he will. And then every game since the season started, he played four-two-three-one. Yeah, I saw I that. I think those reports were caps. Still, I think they were caps. Because must I have been must one. have been media must have been I, yeah it had to be because I see one piece of four three three nah since I guess it's, it's what that. all we've been trying to talk about people just pushing that seeing what the <laughs> socials have been saying and trying to push that as an agenda but yeah I'm not gonna lie 
with those two in the middle, no creativity, killing Pogba on the left. Like, I don't know. Man. Just just before we move on, though, um, who, t- who should have taken the penalty? Was Bruno the right decision? Yeah, he's a pen taker. Just, you know what I mean? Another time he scores that. Nine out of ten times you'd have put, put your mortgage on him to slot that away. But for some reason, he didn't do his little starter thing. He just went up and slapped it and it flew over the crossbar. Bro, that was an awful penalty. Yeah, man. like normally That's he just normally just does a little stutter and then slots it. But for some reason, he just wanted to, to smash it. Maybe people were talking about there being a long delay between the pen being given and all this jazz and the, nah, um, him maybe rattling him because he's like, Ronaldo should be taking this. I don't know, bro. I want on the pitch, but this is all for yeah, but you're a keeper, game, yeah. Exactly. What about Martinez, man? The way he got into yeah. the head, I yeah, great game, mad job there. You gotta love it. No, you have to, you have to. I can I ask you boys a question because you're on the subject. Go What's ahead. his name? What What's car? Uh, Wazicki, the guy who's the CEO of Dortmund. Yeah. Tweeted this week, and he was like, "It breaks my heart to see Sancho not getting any game time at Man United," and. This sort of setup that you've got now with Ronaldo in the box, it's not really get your wingers down to the byline kind of football. It's more get the ball into the box kind of football. Mm. Where do you see his future at the moment? I don't give two fucks what this fucking Dortmund brother got to say. <laughs> you took the seventies. You took the seventy-seven million. You could be heartbroken all you want, bro. What's what's we talking about? Bro? Fuck out of here. But ultimately, bro. The manager, bro, the manager's a pussy. Do you know what I'm saying? Man mentioned Pogba's on the left. Why is he on the left? Because of McFred. Now Pogba's on the left. Who's on the bench now? Sancho. You've caught this guy. You've won it for two seasons. And granted, bro, like, he's not had a great start. That's fine, isn't it? It happens, bro. But you're, miss, you're putting square pegs in round holes because of the, like, it's crazy because of the midfield that you want to play. It's crazy because they don't, I've said it how many times, they don't offer anything. When we have the ball, they hide or they're not good enough on the ball. When we don't have the ball, they're not this impenetrable force that the manager thinks and a lot of his supporters, I don't say his supporters, but a lot of Man United supporters think that the McFred thing is that, oh yeah, we must, we must play them because X, Y, Z. I think, I don't know, you mentioned it, Sean, it's like, if man's playing against City away, Chelsea away, or whatever, Champions League, certain game, if you want to try four men and say that's the reason, all right, cool, isn't it? But Aston Villa at home, I mean, there's been a couple, I think we might have, I, don't know, I can't remember if Scott played, but um, Southampton away. Now he played matches, Cups. didn't it, Wilfred? Okay, but yeah, oh yeah, because Scott was injured. Um, and then couple he brought him couple, on. Couple, <laughs> couple games from last season as well, it's like, What's why are you playing like we're the better team regardless? Just eleven for eleven, we're the better team without tactics and all this type of shit. Why do you need to play them? Because now we're playing with one less player in the attacking phase. You know what I'm saying? Very sus. We're, me- Very we're sus. meant to we're meant to input our style of play onto the game, but you're giving the opposition not even a front foot, but you're giving them a little easy. You're you're letting them off the hook to an extent. Do you know what I'm saying? It's 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 just it's just crazy to me. And quickly, so this is this is uh in the, we've had four games and we've lost three of them. Young boys, West Ham in the cup and Villa. The West Ham victory in the league, I don't know, it felt like an L, but it was actually a W, funny enough. So after after this uh next after the Villa game, we have Villarreal at home, Everton on the weekend. At home, then there's the international break, and then we've got Leicester away, 
at Atlanta at home, Liverpool at home, Tottenham away, Atlanta again away, City at home, then there's another break. Jigs quickly, how 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 do you see this run going for us? Because you no, know it is we've had an easy run pretty much. Like we're up there, uh, people can say two points off, but compared to all the other teams, we ain't played one piece of big top six team, yeah. And we're struggling. Mm-hmm. We're not playing well. We're not looking well. So considering we've got what three, three five, what's it? What's, what's this? Five, four teams, yeah, that came in the top five. Well, I told them didn't, but yeah. Three teams that came in the top five mm. in our next, what, one, two, five games. How do you see this going through, guys? Sticky, I'm not going to lie. I don't see... I think the return of points is going to be more surprising than we think, just based on, I don't know, the Ronaldo factor, some other man coming up and doing brilliance. Um, that's the only thing going for us, I think. The fact that certain man could potentially pop up in a big game situation such as Ronaldo and, and, and net one for us. Um, obviously, he didn't do much in the Villa game. He didn't get service like that from what I saw. Um, pretty much, we turned over the ball every, as, every time he got it. So his face and his expressions I saw throughout certain clips was, was telling. And it's not changed. Even if, since he's been there, the same shit we're seeing. It's not improved because he's just gone there. It doesn't magically say, yeah, we're going to get 30 more points because he's there. It's the same stuff. If we can't get the ball to him, then we're still the same team from last year. How much points you finished behind City again? Was it 13 or whatever it was? Some stupidness like that. Call it 15, fuck it. Yeah. So he's not single-handedly always going to make up the difference if he can't get the ball. And to answer your question, Villarreal, I see us beating them. They're, they're a bit needy. Um at home as well. I think the old Trafford faithful will, will get behind us on that. Everton at home, Rafa, fuck you know, four four two man. I scared of Mister Potato. I mean, I see us getting the dub on that. Um, Leicester away is a tricky one. Maybe a draw. That's four points. Uh, Atalanta home could get something from there. Liverpool at home. Boy. It might be a draw. That's five points. Knew Tottenham. he was going to say they'll get a point. Knew Tottenham, it. Tottenham, I say it's S8. Atalanta, away, may draw that one because he's thinking about City. Up to and one. you know, after the I think we're getting game. 11. I think even though it's a lot of difficult games, I think we get 11 out of those kind of games up until the Watford one. I think we get 11. After the City game, yeah, is the, in, is the last international break. No, is the international break, yeah. Mm, and then Watford. And we got a couple other games and we got you got Chelsea away and then Arsenal at home, yeah? yeah. I'm not even... I'm, I don't know. You man can take this how you want, in it? I'm not even calling Arsenal as a big big game like that, innit? But obviously, for the fans and heritage and that, it's a big game in that, yeah? But, yeah, this is this this is the run for him. Because after that, it's like a piece of piss, like over Christmas, over January, over February, I think. It's very, very favourable games for us, yeah? Mm. Till, yeah, till, what, um, Man City away in March... Unless like the fixtures change, and that you know sometimes it does, but so this is his big run. I personally don't think I'm not saying he don't come out of it because if it was me, the board should have been sacked him already. Get someone else in, but this this will be telling. This will this will be interesting to see how far he's come because right now the team that I won't say it's his team, but the improvements for the past couple years, everyone can see it. That's why people are calling us title challenges and all that shit. Yeah. Mm. If he don't 
come out of this with any. If I don't see any changes, but we, but I've already said we ain't. He ain't. He can't take us to the promised land. Isn't it? Like, the ceiling, we've reached our ceiling with this guy, which is couple finals, couple semi-finals and top four. That's that's what he can take you to. And we've seen it, proves in the pudding, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So for me, I think I think we're fucked. I, don't know. I think we're fucked, bro. Long story short. <laughs> Long story short. You know, but you know how it goes, man. This mm. guy does it every season, bro. He's had and then he pulls out fight, he pulls out a young winning run and all that. But I personally, I'm tired of it. So even if he does go on a little run and we do get a decent amount of points and a few dubs against the big teams, unless I'm seeing like a clear change of how we're playing, if I'm, st- I, I just can't get, I can't get rid of it, bro. I can't get rid of it, G. Hey, mm. I'm gonna talk about Brentford. <laughs> you loving off the Brentford thing? I didn't bro, I'm enjoying as as um Joe said earlier, man. Their 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 style of play, man, is 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 eye catching to watch at times and. They play with no fear. I mean, I love everything about this club, man. Game, probably game of the weekend, if I'm being honest, apart from the Arsenal game. Probably, if I'm being honest, probably nicked the Arsenal game. And just in terms of it was just consistent end to end at times. And both teams defended really well at times, but moments of brilliance here and there, should I say? And just traditional forward play, man. Like a lot of the times it reminded me of Sunday League where. It just went up to Tony and his flick-ons were just so pinpoint into space or into Embuemo to get onto. Like, I think VVD didn't look as comfortable as a lot of people would have thought he would have been. Um, even Matip, he hung on Matip a lot, um, Tony. Gave him loads of problems in the air and also feet players joining um, in, in the attack. Canos showed him showed Liverpool why he should never left, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, he had a good game. Um, deep on the Salah goal, though. Say that again, sir. It was a little bit deep on the Salah goal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Um, what was it? The um, the chance before that as well. He he, he got um, caught out for, for that as well. I think it was Marnie's chance. Um, he got caught out for, before Salah's opportunity. But, you know, these kind of things, games, game management, you're buzzing around. These things do happen. And fortunately for him, it didn't really you know, cost the side uh, a massive load. Uh, but your thoughts, Sean? Did you watch any of the Brentford Liverpool game? Yes, I did, brother Ryan. I did. I just thought, um, to be fair, I think, I think we were kind of well, not harsh, but we kind of slaughtered Ben White and Mary in the first game of the season for how they dealt all the balls in the air. But mm. Van Dijk and Matt seemed to struggle just as much on the yeah. weekend. Yeah, I mean, they, every I think every Brentford goal came from a from a ball into the box that wasn't dealt with. And they just, they just, it seems to be a big problem with Tony and these, and these centre backs that they just, they can't seem to, to win a header in the box against them. I mean, I think Liverpool were a bit sloppy at times when yeah. the ball did drop with second balls and that. But you've got to be aggressive in the second ball a couple of times it wasn't. And it cost them the game. I think that's the difference between the, the Liverpool that won the league and the Liverpool that probably won't win the league this year. It's just kind of being sloppy in the second balls. And even the third goal, it's like it's a mess at the back post. Yeah, with I agree. Drops and, now, I think a couple of very composed yeah, finish. It was a composed finish, but it should have never got that far into the play. Do you know what I mean? Once that once the ball drops, someone's got to clear that you're winning 3-2, there's eight minutes to go. Yeah. I think Liverpool a couple of years ago would have seen it out and it didn't. Rose But big up Brentford. Yeah, man. Big up Brentford, man. They, yeah, they they stuck in, they stuck in the game. And that's what matters. I mean, 
you can't fault them at all. It's not, I don't know if you can call it first season syndrome, but they don't play a, a mad way. They just, they play to their strengths. And that's what I liked watching the game. They didn't change their plan because they was playing Liverpool. Of course, they adapted. They, they defended a bit better in the first 15, I would say. They still sometimes got hit with, with the counter. But they stay, when they was in possession, they did their thing. They didn't slow it down. They played quickly to the forwards and then they got people in and around that. That's what made it very uncomfortable, I think, for Liverpool uh, the whole game. They just stuck to their plan. And he made some smart subs as well. A lot of managers would have probably said, oh, you know what? 2-2, two, two. let's try and see, see it out. But it was a long time to go and he made some intelligent subs, man. I, I like Frank. Very, so you're trying to tell me that Thomas Thomas Frank is looking like a better manager than Oli and his tricky reds? From what I've seen thus far, he's 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 um not been reactive. He's been very proactive in his. Blimey, blimey! Not gonna lie, he's been very proactive. I mean, Joe again was agreeing with me in that in terms of what he shows as a manager is he's become a coach first. Remember, he's yeah. been coaching for a long while before that. He's he's been under certain managers. He was under Dean Smith before Dean Smith went Villa. Yeah. So he's he's analysed what works. His um, recruitment's been good. Like he's got um, certain players that people think, oh, who are they? But they've come in and absolutely killed it. Rico Henry, unreal. I think he'll get a, a nick a move to um, a bigger side. I don't know who, but um, he's definitely one for the future. If not this season, next season, definitely. Um, he's up and down engine. I think at times he got caught out defensively, especially he was, I think he contributed to that standard goal as well. Um, but going forward, if he can just work on that delivery into the box, um, he could be a menacing left back. And he's English as well, so yeah. could be in, in the shout. Um, if he, if he take, take on pretty that. unique club. Yeah, definitely. Like, the um, the owner of Brentford, he was a trader, wasn't he? Mm. And then he went and worked for this. I, th- I think he worked with the owner of Brighton. I could be wrong. Um, mm. Tony Bloom. But he learned all about gambling and data and analytics and understanding margins, fine margins. And he then told the fans, buy the club. If you can't afford to buy the club, then I'll buy the club after a certain period of time to save them. New stadium. He bought Michelin's and anything that he wanted to trial with Brentford, he trialed with Michelin's. And if it was good, then he brought it back to Brentford. If it was bad, then he left it on the wayside. Yeah. And, you know, we all remember Michelin from back in the day when they probably first played, I think it was United in the Champions League group. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think that sort of representation also comes into Frank and the way that he manages the side. If you look at the gameplay on the weekend, they looked at the fine margins. I don't know if anyone's seen any given Sunday, but, you know, when he talks about, look, if I'm going to get a couple of millimetres, it doesn't count for anything by myself. But if you all nick a couple of millimetres, then as a team, we're going to get far more millimetres than they would expect us to take. Mm. And the, the smart plays on the free kicks, you know, the way they, they targeted balls coming from the right, overloading the back post, is yeah. where two of their goals came from. You know, targeting yeah. Trent in that sense, making yeah, him have to think and defend. I was literally going to say yeah. that. I think they, they targeted Trent at the back post a couple of times, so... Yeah, the weakness is worse than respect it. Yeah, two of the goals definitely came from that. I mean, just keeping the ball alive is what they say on the Sundays as well, even the Saturdays. Like, just keep the ball alive. If the ball's alive, second, third phase, fourth phase, could nick something because someone's going to make a mistake. 
Yeah, it's Harry and it's, it's not giving your team an inch, the opposition mm. an inch. You know, making sure that you're all fighting as a unit. I couldn't understand how far forward or why the sort of Pontus Janssen kept popping mm. up in the box. The geezer's centre-half, you know, and I think they've got a really, really good player. You know, we talked about at the top of the call, Man City, Rodri. Yeah. And we've got, you know, Fabinho from the Liverpool perspective, but they've got Norgard. Yeah. And I think he's a really accomplished young player. It's only going to get better. Just got a Danish call up. Like, you know, I, I think they'll take points this season. I, I don't see them anywhere near the relegation zone. No, definitely not. It's supposed to be cemented for, for another season. Um, there's other teams that are definitely to worry about. Can't really pick, pick up a win or score goals. Some certain teams are. Yeah, such as Leeds, second second season syndrome, it looks like for them at the moment. Um, but, you know, right. you know, they'll probably pick up wins. But, you know, Sean, about Liverpool, um, any worries there? As you said, they're not going to probably be the one that wins the league due to the points that they're dropping like that, seeing out games. But, I mean... Where do, where do they fit in in this title race then? Where do they fit in? I think they'll be... A, they'll be in and about it. I do think they're better than Man United. But I do think they'll fall short. Just we've seen we've seen them look, we've seen them kind of scrape a couple of games and they didn't look great. Mm. They didn't look too great against Chelsea until they got sent off. Then we see them kind of explode in games. They have the kind of spells where they explode. And then today they, and then on Saturday they just looked a bit weak defensively. They looked a bit weak. They looked very vulnerable. So I don't know. They have to pick it up. The midfield to me still doesn't seem right since Harvey Elliott went out. I'm not sold on the free in there. I think they'll be in and the buy. I just think they're going to fall short. I think, I think they'll fall short in the, in the league. That's a fair assessment. Fair assessment. Shaq, in terms of any other games, what, what, what pipped it for you this week? Uh, none really. Like You mentioned Leeds. I'm going to shout out Rafina. What a, what a fucking player, bro. He's so entertaining. Mm. So, match of the day. But he looked like he was right up for Who did Leeds play again? I can't even remember. West Ham. Yeah, he, he he was all over that game. You know how Leeds play, so it was open. I think, yeah, they threw it away the last couple of minutes. That Furpo, you, well, I don't know where he was for that last goal. <laughs> it was in the second goal. Oh, fully, like, yeah. fullback union, you can't even MIA, man. Yeah, yeah awful for him. He's crazy, but yeah, now Rafinha, bro, what a player, bro. I, I love him at, at um, Old, Old Trafford story, man. He's... He reminds me of Di Maria a little bit, but he's more of a winger. Di Maria was more of a playmaker, winger slash centre mid. Well, he's played centre mid a few times. <clears throat> well, he unlocked it, unlocked it under what's his name, Ancelotti, like on 14 times. And he was looking crazy. But um, yeah, man, what an FM player, bro. No, I mean, it's Leeds, is a, it's Leeds is like really Achilles heel, isn't it? They can't seem to see out games and when they get back into games, they can see quite quickly. And that Antonio goal just kind of summed it up for me. I was like, yeah, that's easy all over. But it makes it exciting football, isn't it? So that's why I'm exciting matches. And that's yeah, why yeah. Because that bloody, that game before U-Man's game, what, that um, Wolves-Southampton game was fucking Dreadful. shocking. Dreadful. I don't know. That's why I don't really like when people get onto the lead thing because like, U-Man want to watch those games. I wish to flip in the Leeds West Ham game was on TV because the match of the day highlights were looking crazy. You know what I mean? So oh, very entertaining. I'm all for that, bro. I've got another stat on Wolves. <laughs> Something like the since they've been back in the Premier League, it's been nil-nil 
in their games for 45 matches at half-time. Yeah, see, look, look at that, man. Yeah, 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 shout that out as well. Um, I'm not going to lie, from a coach's point of view, I was screaming at the TV because I'm like, bro, you just keep chopping, chopping, either roll the ball or shoot. Of course he scored, I'm not going to knock that, but before that, he did a similar thing and he kept overrunning it, he kept chopping. There's one where he had it on his, I think it was his right foot or, or something, and he didn't decided to try and cut back, but he could have just hit it across goal and just... Things like that. I think it's confidence with him, but hopefully that will, you know, give him a little boost to kick on. Um, we're looking, looking forward to seeing more of him. Personally. Oh yeah, Shala, Shala, no, Mr. Swag, Swag. I, I was rating that celebration still in front of the Tottenham fans as well. I was respecting it. Mm. Being honest mm. being honest to the goat. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, he was there with Daniel Eck as well. With the Spurs, I got mm. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Barlett, yeah, he was, he was with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gents, it's been amazing, but it's been great as usual. Football from the bleachers, man. Joe, plug in some of your, your socials for them, man, so they know, know where to find Reticket. 100%. Thanks for having us on, boys. Hey, it's Reticket app across all social platforms, reticket.com. Sign up for early access now. We'll get some stuff moving out to you. We're going to be testing this soon. So there'll be some early freemium sort of opportunities going on. Shaq, Sean, it's been great to meet you as well. Um, I yeah, enjoyed the conversation as well. That's coming on. Yeah. Make sure you sign up for the free ticket. Yeah, man. Well, it's been good. This is your host, Rymo, as usual. Another football from the bleachers. Next week, we'll be back again. Enjoy the Champions League football. We out. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you things about my life Let me tell you things about my life No checking on phones, no new uploads Before I hit the roads The liquor room